1: Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand.
2: Now, here's a little secret with what I do at the Rod Peterson Show and I've made a career of it. I don't care whether you like me or you don't like me, but when you watch my show, I just want you to feel something.
1: How about that?
2: Whether you're happy or you're sad or you're angry or you're proud, I just want you to feel something. Because a lot of times you'll read a column or watch a show and say, That's never been the hallmark of what I do. I want to make you think. I want to make you feel something. And it's worked. And if you don't agree with me,
1: I'll be fine. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hey, let's go, boys
2: and girls and children. Welcome to the RP Show on this Tuesday, July 13th. Rod here and Moose DuPont over there. How you doing, Moose? I'm well. You got the memo on wearing blue. I today. did, yeah. I got the team dress code. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, it's episode number 526 of Canada's Daytime Sports Talk Show. We welcome in our American friends, Canadian sports fan viewers around the world. There's a lot to get to today. Uh, Jason Greger of TSN 1260 Edmonton Radio is going to be with us with the biggest news in hockey. Or almost of the last 24 hours. Did you get the notifications here moments ago? The Minnesota Wild to buy out. Suter and Parisi. No. It started. No. It started. Zach Parisi and Ryan Suter are going to be bought out of their contracts by the Minnesota Wilds. So there's <laughs> hockey news. We'll go through that. Darren Bombing's going to join us, a longtime Winnipeg radio reporter. He's from NHL.com, but also was with TSN 1290 in Winnipeg until they closed their doors. Now he's with a outfit called uh, 360. And he's going to join us to talk about the news out of Winnipeg, which actually you know more about than I do. So let's get to that, please. Director Jordan, can you hit the quick six show topics, please? Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Whoever turned the fan on. Thank you. Is it loud? Can you hear it? No. It's a smoker out there. Oh, yeah. And in here, which is good. It's summertime. And that's why we're leading off with hockey. Number one, Duncan Keith is an Edmonton oiler. And this is. Yeah. How about that? My phone was going off like crazy yesterday as I was in Walmart. Like, is this for real? People are saying, well, yeah, they've been talking about it for like 10 days. I don't know how Mark Speckner of Sportsnet has known for over a week that Duncan Keith was going to become an Edmonton order or the chance was there. But whatever, it's happened. And when I read that article a week ago on Sportsnet.ca, that Duncan Keith might become an order at $5.5 million at the age of 38. I thought, too much money. I love him. Loved him since he played in Kelowna. Remember those days? Yeah. All through the three Stanley Cups, I know all about Duncan, Keith, and love the guy. But he's 38, and that is a lot of money. That's the first thing that I thought when I read it a week ago, and then it happened yesterday. And you saw between then and now, people were saying, oh, no, 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 the Blackhawks will keep some of his salary. There's no way the orders will be on the hook for that. No. Yes, they are. So this morning, I was up pumping away on the Olympical watching uh, Sports Center, and they got Ken Holland, and he sold me! Hawley sold me, right? Three Stanley Cups, two gold medals, leadership. What's that worth? He don't, and he picked up a, did you see this? Crystal golf ball on his desk. Really? In the zoo. He's like, look, at, you can't look in this and know how things are going to turn out. Like, Holland was great. He actually was throwing it back at the reporters, too. Like, what, what would you have done? It was great. And I'm like, yes! I'm in with Ken. Then they bring on Rashog and he's like, eh. <laughs> Even Chogger's going, this uh might be a little bit of you know, too much money. He's like, if this guy went to the open market for free agency, he's not getting five point five million. So why would the Oilers think they should pay him five point five million? But veteran presence, good person, Stanley Cup champion multiple times. Let's go. Your thoughts? Yeah,
3: you know, Caleb Jones, I don't think is in the, the Oilers' yeah. long term plans anyway. So you know, the price, I think, was pretty low. It's, it's all about that salary tag and, and the limited cap space that teams have now in the National Hockey League. And you know what? Put them, as, put them on the injured reserve most of the year and bring them back for the playoffs for free um, if you need that? to. But here's the thing. And you said, when you said, you know, three Stanley Cups, and then you said 38 years old. And I'm like, right. This is what everybody's doing. Because when you see Duncan Keith and you hear that name, you think of... Duncan Keith and Brent Seabrook dominating, winning Stanley Cups. You think of him in his prime. You don't think that he's aged up and, you know, he's gotten a little bit slower. But guess what? defenseman? when you're smart and you have that leadership, you can still play the game, even if it's at a slower pace and he can't play 35 minutes a night like he was playing when he was on those Stanley Cup runs. So I think those things help. I think if Ken Holland wants to go out and spend this money this way for leadership on the back
2: end, a guy who will play likely in the top four, I'm okay with it. We'll see how it turns out. Just watching that clip from Holly, this is, my, this is what I thought. Man, I wouldn't want to be a hockey executive in Edmonton because it just seems like the heat is hot and it's July, right? He's just oh, like, yeah. like, I know Ken a bit. I know his brother Dennis far better. worked with my dad for many years. Um, I hope it works out. I hope it works out. That's my last thing on yeah. that. Our poll question today, by the way, is a gooder and I stole it from ESPN this morning, but the poll question for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is, If you, who would you pick to be your quarterback to win one game? Zach Caleros, Bo Levi Mitchell, Michael Riley, or other. On Twitter, Bo Levi is winning, and what are they on Facebook?
3: Bo Levi is winning, and Zach Caleros is second. And when we were going around the morning meeting, it's important to point out that Zach Caleros and Bo Levi Mitchell are the last two quarterbacks to win great caps. Starting quarterbacks to win great yes. So they're automatically in the poll because they've won the one game showdown. The most recent um, go to Mike Riley, just because he's the vet. It would have been Ricky Ray. He's no longer here. And
2: right. We other. did put some thought into it, folks, believe it or not, for oh, the yeah. first time. So Mandy in Edmonton says, I need the poll question explained. I don't really understand it. Also, I wonder if Andrew Harris had a good lunch. He left camp for yesterday. Um, so I'll explain it to you. You have a team in a championship game. You're the coach. And you can pick any quarterback you want. Anyone. Who would you pick in the CFL? Past or present? Those were our options. He just explained why. The last two Grey Cup winners and who else did we say? Mike Rowley. Yeah. Uh, you know, potential Hall of Famer. And if you don't like those three, pick the fourth. Pick, pick the one guy you want to play one game to win. Point two. Uh, Okay, so the Major League Baseball Home Run Derby last night. Do you guys have that sound effect back there? Pete Alonzo of the New York Mets won it uh, at Coors Field. He beat number six seed Terry, sorry, Trey Mancini of the Orioles in the final for his second straight derby title. Uh, Top seeded Shohei Otani bowed out in the Home Run Derby's first round beaten by national star Juan Soto. He was a phew, Haley's Comet, Shohei, J- just last night at the Home Run Derby. Obviously, you watched. Yeah. It didn't really hold my
3: interest. No, me either. I was so <laughs> in and out of it. I hate to admit we it. pumped it up. Because so. we did. You yeah. know what? But we're not kids anymore, and so it's not quite the same. But he hit a bomb, Shohei did. One really big one. And mm-hmm. But, yeah, just couldn't get to the first round. So the, when he was out, I was disappointed, and I'm kind of like checked out. You know, yeah.
2: Just, I was in for the Shohei show. Just telling you that it wasn't not as interesting as we predicted that it would be. But whatever, it was something to do on a Monday night. Now, moving on, point three, I'm more interested in talking about this. Stephen A. Smith. Clark, you got those photos? Stephen, there you go. Thank you. Stephen A. Smith. My guy. He's like my spirit animal. Right? ESPN commentary. <laughs> I love Stephen A. Smith. But boy, did he step in it on Monday talking about Shohei Otani saying the fact that he can't speak English is major hurting Major League Baseball. you, you saw those comments? The number and I'm like,
3: one um, – go ahead. PR, the number one athlete in Major League Baseball. Your star needs an interpreter right. to do interviews.
2: The second Stephen A. said that, I'm like, oh, this ain't getting well. And I normally – Stand by Stephen A. But I know this is wrong. And I remember, I've told you this many times, when the LPGA came through town for the CP Women's Open and you were there with me, remember we got to talk to all the monkey mucks with the LPGA and they said, you have to speak English on this tour. You need to be able to market the game. And I thought, well, that's not very inclusive, but it is your association, so you can do whatever the heck you want. And basically, the inference was, the best golfers in the world are all Asian. They don't all speak English. We can't have a tour based in... America with nobody that speaks English. That was kind of what they were saying. This is different to me than that. Otani, number one, it's 2021. The guy could just tweet his thoughts. Why does he need to talk? He's a freak in, in a great way. Look at what he's doing. He's starting tonight for the American League, and he leads the major league base MLB in home runs. Well, to make a long story short, Stephen A. quickly apologized last night. Then I was watching his show Get Up this morning. He apologized again. And he said he didn't realize that it would trigger such an avalanche of hate towards the Asian-American community. And he did say, myself, as an African-American, I should have known better. But my thinking was, in all our years as sports fans, and let's think about hockey players, if you will, some Russian couldn't speak English. Did you care if you really loved them? I didn't. I did not care. That's right. Is there any universe that Stephen A. Smith's comments hold water? Because they don't to me. Why would we care?
3: He's the most marketable athlete in baseball and can't really communicate one-on-one freely. But you know what? I think that's even a, a positive, right? It, here's this guy who doesn't say much and all he does is go out and deliver on the field. That's all you need. That's cool. I think that's really cool. And I think you know, if you're good at your job, you can market that. And have a lot of success with it. But I understand because then all of a sudden, you know, you've got, you know, Asian baseball players who are like, this is the best player in baseball. And they're kind of saying he shouldn't be the star because he can't speak English.
2: Uh, Hey, sorry to cut, but obviously this is a fun, one of my favorite topics. But he came to throw the baseball 100 miles an hour and crush it 550 feet. He didn't come to do interviews. There's other guys that are fun at parties. That you can do interviews after the game. It is not in their contract that you need to sell the game. I guess that's what I meant to say earlier. Who cares if he can't speak English because he's the biggest thing in baseball right now. There are analysts in baseball saying he's the greatest player Major League Baseball has ever seen. Could you argue that? The, the way he's going, he's only been in the league
3: four years. He's the starting pitcher in the All-Star game and he's batting leadoff as a DH. And Leads the league in home runs. Right. Like that type of dominance, they have put rules in place so that pitchers don't have to hit. Mm-hmm. And here he's coming up and saying, I can hit better than the hitters and
2: throw better than the other pitchers. He's a, he's a physical freak, and the fact that he doesn't speak English, who really cares? Ever hear that phrase, I'll do my talking on the field? He is. Let him do it. And let one of his other also-rans, if you will, you know that term, also-rans? Yeah. Let them do the interviews that aren't as good. Anyways, point four, Paxton Lynch, as we get around to the CFL discussion here. Six foot seven quarterback in camp with the Saskatchewan Roughriders, first round pick of the Denver Broncos. There's a look at him courtesy 3downnation.com. Thanks, guys, for allowing us to use the photo. I'm thanking them rather than begging for permission. So his comments yesterday got a lot of um, play, if you will. Did you see them? His first day on the field was, was Monday because he was quarantining, and yep. he said, hey, I'm finding the CFL game difficult, and I can't wait to get back to the NFL. And it's sent everybody bonkers. Our boy Chad Jeter, right? Our guy saying, oh, it didn't take him long. <laughs> took him one practice to say he wants to go back to the NFL. And people were saying, no, no, that's not really what he means. And Chad Jeter was been on the CFL long enough that he should know. Again, big-name NFL star comes to the CFL. And on day one says, boy, this is harder than I thought. I can't wait to get back to the NFL. Says every big name American star that's come to the CFL. Every one. I was not put out by any of those comments. It is hard, especially for a quarterback. We've heard DB say the same thing. Oh yeah, Receivers, a waggle is a what? One day in, he's like, I want to go back to the NFL. And the thing is, you might want to ask the NFL about that. Is the door open? There's a reason you're here. (laughs) Ding, 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 ding. Tell him what he's won, Bob. There's a reason. There's a reason you're in the Canadian Football League, Paxton. Seems like a really nice guy. Maybe he should take the Otani approach and say, I'm not doing any interviews until I figure this out. Right? So that was my take on Paxton Lynch's comments. You're not going to play anyways. Has anybody told him? <laughs> <laughs> Cody, who? He actually yeah. thinks that he's going to light the CFL on fire and go back to the NFL. Again, so says every big name American that's come up here and thought this is a beer league, because it's not. It's just operated that way.
3: <laughs> but talent wise, it's not. I, yeah, I think that's the impression is that it's going to be easier. And hey, I'll go back down here, I'll, I'll play really well and get back to the NFL. Now, of course. I mean, I like that he's being honest and saying he wants to go back to the sure. NFL. Because he does. He's the first; he's still young. First-round pick in 2016. Like, he is what should be the beginning of his prime right now. Just in his, the beginning of his prime. So, if he has a decent showing and can get back to the NFL, even if he gets a little bit of time to play, then, yeah. He says, you know what? I do want to go back to the NFL. Um, I didn't take it as him saying oh, my God, this league's hard. I want to go home. Like, I didn't take it like that, right? <laughs> well, a lot did. I think there was some space in between there, and he's like, look, it, this is harder than
2: I thought. I'm humbled. But, and, yes, I do want to go back to the NFL. That's kind of how I took it, but um, either way. I'm sure that's what it is. But I'm just saying every guy that comes up here thinks they're going to light it up and go back. And it's, mm, yeah, it's not as many do. Uh, point five, Andrew Harris, again, the reigning most outstanding Canadian and most outstanding player of the Grey Cup. Uh, left yesterday, bomber training camp. We're told he had an appointment. I didn't even know this. You have an update on Andrew Harris today. Yeah, from Ed Tate in Winnipeg. Um, Andrew Harris is on the field
3: today at training camp, but he's not participating. On the field, but not participating today. So, of course, that got an appointment. was just, uh, you know, we're not telling you what's going on. You know, he didn't go to the Wellington Steakhouse and, you know... How do we know? You don't swim in the pool for 30 minutes after you eat a meal. You don't go on the field for 24 hours after you have a steak from Wellington's? Yeah. I don't know.
2: It just annoys me because fans want to believe what they're told by the coaches. And the fact is you can rarely believe what you're told. He had an appointment? Okay. It just annoys me because it's like, then you, Bombers, you could have told Ed Tate, your in-house reporter, that. He could have tweeted, oh, Andrew Harris is leaving everybody. Don't panic because he's got an appointment. No, you just came up with that at the end of practice. Yeah. So it's a Sorry. It's not the truth, and we should be used to that. But the fans believe what they're told. And oh, that's that. not changing. They want to believe what they're told. Yeah, that's right. He didn't have an appointment. So, you guys that said I should be eating crow today when it was proven that he did, what are you going to eat? My shorts? Oh, and point .6, Game 4 NBA Finals isn't until tomorrow, but I'm thinking they must have scheduled that because of the All-Star game. Now that I think about okay, it. Okay, makes sense. So now we don't have to yeah. remote surf tonight. We'll be watching the All-Star game tonight and then Game 4, of the NBA Finals tomorrow, and the Suns have to suffer another day in Milwaukee before playing Game 4. All right, the warm-up is proudly brought to you by our good friends at E. Cole Electric. Your complete electrical distributor with locations in Regina, Estevan, Swift Current, Yorkton, and Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. Ecol Electric, let's get to work right after coffee. And after this break, Jason Greger will join us from TSN 1260 Edmonton to talk about the Duncan Keith news, some CFL chatter, and whatever else comes up. You're watching the RP show on the Game Plus TV network, available all across Alberta on TELUS Optic Cable, Game Plus TV. YouTube and Facebook Live and 24-Hour Sports Radio for Suds full-service car wash at rodpeterson.com.
1: Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.
2: Hey, Moose, how are you enjoying summer? It's amazing. (laughs) Of course it is. And I gotta ask, are you ready to unveil your beach bod? I don't know. You already have. You're in luck. Our friends at Manscaped just launched their fourth generation performance package, which includes the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right. The 4.0. Compliment your summer bod with a trim from the leaders in male grooming. You'd like to take your gear off on the lake? <laughs> Let's be honest. You got me. Check your social media. You can see it. The sun is shining and calling your name, fellas. Join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for hot guy summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. That's all one word and the number 20, FANSIDED20. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. Escape the shrubs and weeds this summer and shine with Manscaped. Got you sold yet, Moose? Uh, I think so. It's... It's one of those delicate things, but if
3: you're going to do it, you got to do it right.
1: Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of The Rod Peterson Show.
2: It absolutely is. Welcome back to the program, everybody. Moose DuPont's with us, and there is breaking news today, man. You can't sit still. It's the end of an era for the Minnesota Wild. The Wild are buying out Zach Parisi and Ryan Suter, who were both under contract for four more seasons. I'm not going to get into the money. Maybe a little later. But let's get on the screen. Jason Greger, TSN 1260 Edmonton to break down. Well, first, let's just walk it back a day. Jason, we knew, I guess, that Duncan Keith was coming to Edmonton. We knew that for a while. He's now an oiler. Can I first get your thoughts on that before we get wild?
0: Well, you know, the Keith trade to me is kind of twofold. There's there's no black or white. Some people want to say it is. Edmonton won the trade in the sense that they got a better player. They lost the trade and because of the cap that they took. So you're going to weigh which one is more detrimental or more beneficial. And basically, we won't know until the season starts. But, you know, Edmonton, you look, they, they, they had a clear hole on their left defense after Darnell Nurse. Caleb Jones is not a second pair defense, nor is William Laguson, nor is Chris Russell. And so now Duncan Keith, there's a little bit of hope here for sure that, that you know, he can bounce back. He's an elite player for a long time. And his numbers in Chicago last year haven't been great, but Chicago was the worst five-on-five team in the NHL—the worst. So I don't like if he's not a a top pairing defenseman. How should anyone expect him to have really good numbers when you're on the worst five-on-five team? And any you know, you look at expected goals, Corsi, Fenwick, shots for—pick the number—they're terrible. So I I don't know how much that really relates to Edmonton. Um, You know, to me, the the, the key thing also says. To me, Rod, there's there's a little bit of concern in Edmonton that they might not re-sign Adam Larson. They want to re-sign him. They've got money put aside that's a very competitive offer. But I think Larson just wants to kind of see what's out there. And that doesn't mean he won't re-sign, but that's a concern. And you know what? You don't want to be left with nothing. So I, the orders took a risk, and we'll see if it pays off.
2: Have you ever found, Jason, a analytic, a Corsi stat for heart and leadership?
0: No, and see, and that's valid. I, I understand that. I, I will say this. I think heart and leadership can be also overrated at times. I'll say this though. Duncan Keith was a player who was an elite player and a major contributor on a cup contending team. He played 31 minutes, 28 and 28 when they won their three Stanley Cups. Played more minutes than anyone on that team other than their goaltender. So that's a key guy. Now that's somebody that I think if he's in your room, others might listen to more than no offense. A third line guy who happened to be on a cup contending team and You know, he played a nice role, but he wasn't a difference maker. He was just part of the team. And and you need a lot of good players to win, but you definitely need a few great ones. So, you know, Duncan Keith, obviously Ken Holland is hoping that this will be, to to a lesser extent, you know, same success as Chris Chelios when he came to Detroit late in his career. You know, Duncan Keith has always been in great shape. I've talked to guys who played with him. He's beloved, you know, from rookies who played with him the last few years to guys who played with him when they were a very good team, they all speak very highly of him. He'll come in. He's a competitive player, right? He, he plays on the edge. He'll stick guys. He'll chirp guys, something Edmonton needs. But ultimately, he has to play well. Like, you, you can't pay a guy $5.5 million just because he's a good leader in the room. And it, to me, it's hard to lead if you can't lead on the ice, right? It's hard to be a, you know, a guy who's a 3rd parent defenseman who, who's going to say a lot of stuff when he can't do it. So Keith has to still be able to do it. I think it's a lot easier to lead verbally and also by example combined.
2: You're a smart guy, Jason. Uh, Absolutely no doubt about that. But two things that stuck with me watching the Zoom interviews yesterday. One, Duncan Keith seems already ticked that people don't think he's worth the money, which will be fun to watch, right? (laughs) That's a good motivator. And two, Ken Holland seemed a little heated. Like the heat's getting hot already on him. That's the sense that I got, right? You saw him say to the reporters, what should I have done? You know, like, did I misread that?
0: No, I I think you did. But I also think at times, like, everybody thinks it has to be one way or the other. Like, I heard everybody say, well, you know, uh, Edmonton had all the power. I disagree with that. Look at Edmonton's defense corps. What do you mean they had all the power? They don't have Tyson Berry, right? They don't have Adam Larson right now. They got Darnell Nurse and, and, and Ethan Bear. That's it. So everybody knows they're desperate to get a defenseman, and especially if it's a defenseman that you think is going to play top four minutes for you, then like the prospects they gave up to me are, are are really not a big factor in this trade. It's all about the cap it. And so to me, my initial reaction was, and I still believe I would have liked him to retain some salary. But I didn't think 50%, Rod. I really didn't think that was reasonable, right? Like people are trying to compare it to Patrick Marlowe, and I'm like, grab a clue. Patrick Marlowe was traded for a first, and Carolina bought him out. They didn't play him. They, they basically took the first so they would eat the cap space, right? Edmonton's taking the cap space because they're going to play him. So it's, it's it's not even a comparison to try to compare him to, to Patrick Marleau. Edmonton's going to play him. Now, is it a risk to see how much he's got left? A hundred percent. I don't... I will always bet on elite guys when they they start to go down the backside of the mountain that they're not going to crash and burn like guys who are middle-of-the-road players, right? Like, he's got way more window to come down from. And and I do believe, looking at his numbers, that playing with raw rookies, playing with no continuity as a defense partner does matter. And, And Edmonton was actually a pretty good defensive team last year, right? Like, they didn't get any secondary scoring. And really, outside of McDavid and Drysaddle, they got... And Puljuhavi, to a lesser extent, their top six wingers sucked scoring five on five. Let's be abundantly clear about that. Edmonton actually was quite a good defensive team. So you bring in a guy who knows the game, who, who's always who can skate, who clearly can think and has seen every play possible. I think there's a chance that his analytics can rebound in Edmonton infinitely better than they would have in Chicago, just based on the system and based on the guys he's going to play with. Like, look at the now. I know he's a defenseman, Rod. But look at the two centers he played with in Chicago last year, the top two. Remember, Jonathan Tays wasn't there and Kirby Doc was out most of the year. Compare the top two centers in Chicago to the top two centers he'll play with in Edmonton. He'll automatically have better possession numbers because he's with better players.
2: Yeah. Jen from the Four Seasons is watching. She says Edmonton's still on edge from the Shirelli fiasco. I understand it. She is a huge Oilers fan down there at the Four Seasons. By the way, moving to the Wild, by the way, the buyouts today of Ryan Suter and Zach Parisi will save the Wild more than $10 million next season. So does this just cue the start of a rebuild in Minnesota, or what is your read on this news this morning? No,
0: this isn't a rebuild at all. This is a retool, so they have money for Kaprizov, 100%. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, they just signed Erickson. they got to sign Fiala, and they have to sign Kaprizov. Now, Fiala's asking for, I think, too high of money. Kaprizov, like Minnesota, it's funny. Minnesota is willing to offer Kaprizov more money in a cap that they've ever offered anyone on a long-term deal in franchise history, and he doesn't want it. He's looking for a shorter-term deal right now, and there's obviously some concern in Minnesota about that. I think ultimately they end up on a four- or five-year deal, not the eight years that Minnesota wanted. Um, Zach Preeze wasn't coming close to contributing to his cap hit at 7.58, and you know I, Suter to me is a little bit interesting. I thought at bare minimum they would have asked him to waive his no boom clause, because I don't think Seattle Seattle's going to take him at four years at 7.58, so then they could protect Matt Dumba. And I think Ryan Suter could still help your team. He's not a 7.58 player anymore, but I, I also heard there was some you know, some personality conflicts with him and the organization. So I think that's part of it. You're right, Rod. They save a lot of money this year, but they don't save a ton of cap space in the following few seasons after that. Right. It's almost an even trade-off. So that's a lot of dead wasted cap space in those next few seasons. So I think Minnesota, it's going to be tough because they're going to sign Capri off for let's say a, you know, a midterm deal, but two of those years, they're going to be really handcuffed in spending to the cap because eight or 10 million of it will be just taken up by dead cap space.
2: Uh, Clay in Brandon says, ask Gregor about the Elks already. And because Clay said that, I'm going to ask you about the Seattle Kraken and the protected list for the Edmonton Oilers. Have you done a mock one, Jason, for who you that? think might be protected or left unprotected?
0: Oh, the, the protection list is pretty easy for Edmonton. They're going to go seven forwards. It'll be McDavid, Settle, Nugent, Hopkins, Plyarvi, Yamamoto, Archibald, and Cassian. And then defense, it'll be Nurse, Bear, and Duncan Keith. Goaltending's the only one because they still could sign Mike Smith before Saturday when they submit. And if they do, then they'll protect him. If they don't, I think they'll protect Stuart Skinner and expose Koskinen just because they don't want to lose Skinner on the off chance and there's highly unlikely chance Seattle takes Koskinen. They'd love them to take him, but I don't think they will. <laughs> so then, then who's Seattle going to take? You know, they're, they're going to take one of William Lagason, um, who do I got left? Like Dominic Cahoon's in RFA. Who the orders aren't even planning on qualifying. Um, Jujar Kera, who I don't think will qualify at 1.3 million. They'd like to resign him to lower, but they won't qualify him at 1.3. Million. And Tyler Benson. So that, that's kind of who I think Edmonton will lose. I, they're not with uh, with this protection. And even if they hadn't traded for Keith, they just would have protected Jones. So um, this all this does is guarantee they're not signing Adam Larson before before the 21st of July. That's all this guarantees with the Duncan Keith trade.
2: So that is uh, very interesting. So Seattle's not going to get rich off the Edmonton Oilers uh, coming up on July 21st, obviously, with yeah, with, with the player. Hey,
0: No, and, and order fans can be happy about that, but you should also be a little concerned because it illustrates you don't have a ton of depth, right? Um, that's mm-hmm. just the truth. You, if you had depth, Carolina, Tampa, go down the list. You know, even Minnesota, they had a buyout, guys, because they didn't want to lose Matt Dumba. Like, they have some depth, and Edmonton doesn't have a ton of it. I, you know, the one guy I forgot, Rod, is... Seattle might take Chris Russell, who at $1.25 million is a bargain deal for a versatile third-pairing defenseman who could be your 5, 6, or 7. So that's actually who they might take, although his cap isn't high, but you know, he can play. So um, uh, uh, yeah, Oscar is another guy who won't be protected. Because he's not going to play next season, Rod. I'm not sure he'll ever play again, unfortunately. Uh, to him, I reported that months ago that I didn't think they'd protect him. And, it's, you know, Ken Holland confirmed it yesterday. So that's that's not a surprise to me, unfortunately, coming off of the arthritic shoulder. Like, Clef can't even lift his arm straight above his head right now. So um, it's unfortunate for him. He's a really good dude. But, uh, you know, he, he, he'll be on LTIR uh, all of next season.
2: I would definitely be taking Chris Russell out of this list that you've uh... – giving me we'll see it's gonna be fun and are you how excited are you getting uh for cfl football and the chances of the edmonton elks challenging for a great cup title this year
0: well rob they got to get some uh somebody who can play on their offensive line right that you know that's going to be their major concern now the offensive line is is not the sexiest position but i i argue a lot of times it's the most important um you know, you got Trevor Harris as good quarterback. You know, they bring in Walker back; he's a legit receiver. That, you know, they got some receivers. But if you can't protect your QB, it's not going to matter. Um, there's some question marks a little bit. Like, I'm not sure what Wilder has. Right? Like, he's got a great social media presence. I don't know what he has on the field. I have to see. Um, you know, I'm. I'll, I'll be honest. Like a month long training camp, Rod, shoot me, shoot me now. Like, like this will. Like what I there's no exhibition games. So it's going to be extremely difficult to, to evaluate, especially usually your special teams players make the team based on how they play in, in, uh, those two preseason games, because that's when you can go balls out and, and find out who can block and who can hit and, you know, who can break the wedge or whatever. They're not going to get that. Like, I don't know if you want guys pounding the hell out of each other uh, in this. So to me, I'm very excited for the season. I'm extremely happy. The CFL is playing. I love watching the CFL, but I'll be honest, Rod, I will. Uh, I will watch casually until the final week of training camp. Then I'll be all
2: in. Yeah, I'm. I'm totally with you. I mean, we're not, we can't see what's going on, and you'd think it would be a veteran-heavy direction because of a shortened season, right? And everything, but then those guys are retiring. Look at Derek Dennis, right? That's put him on a huge buy and starting left tackle for Edmonton. So, well, right. Derek
0: Dennis, Kelly's out right Mm -hmm. um so those are two guys they thought might start a tackle both gone right they they brought back Thaddeus Coleman who has a lot of experience for sure but what I'm intrigued most about Rod is most of these players haven't played football in 21 months by the time we start in August right like the older guys you know what's left you know the, the new guys I think this might be the year that you'll see more of an influx of youth just because you know Well, hey, now, I I don't know how much it had to do with anything, but we obviously saw the the horrible thing, what happened in Saskatchewan with four Achilles. Like, I I think hopefully by the end of training camp, that will be in the rearview mirror for every team, and we won't see a lot of injuries. But even in a good year, you see a lot of injuries anyway. When the the guys have a normal training of four or five months after a season – so, man, they, like I'm curious to see what happens in August, and I'm suspecting a few teams are going to have some key injuries in the first month of the season just because that always happens. But this year, I think it's going to be more could be more detrimental to teams because the depth just isn't there as far as proven depth in the, in the CFL right now because there's been so many players retired.
2: Absolutely, no doubt. It's going to be fun to watch. Gregor, just tell the folks where they can listen to your show.
0: Uh, tsn1260.ca uh, you can download uh, the podcast frank saravalli and i at uh, dailyfaceoff.com big thanks to everybody who's been listening we're up to number three so that's great and uh, also rod i do want to talk i love your comments earlier about stephen a like otani is the greatest athlete in sports right now there's no one that compares to what otani is doing the guy mashes home runs and pitches 100 miles an hour like i can't even compl- like it'd be like being a goalie And then you go and be a top six winger or forward or a top four defense.
2: Scoring in the shootout. Or it
0: would be like a a starting um, quarterback who's then suddenly a legit starting defensive back. Like, it's not happening. It's crazy.
2: Yeah. Who cares if he speaks English or not? Right. All right. Thanks, Jason. Always good, buddy. Have a good one. Jason Greger, TSN 1260. Edmonton. Hey, we got breaking news out of Montreal, and we're going to tell you what it is when we come back. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds, full-service car wash at rodpeterson.com.
1: Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now, back to the studio with Rob.
2: Hey, welcome back, everybody. We're going to jump into a sports update here in a second, but I told you breaking news out of Montreal, and I'm only going off of the notification I just received from TSN. Dang their Handy Moose. Oh, yeah. Montreal Canadiens announce a three-year extension for head coach Dominic Ducharme. 48-year-old had been serving as interim head coach since the firing of Claude Julien led them to the Stanley Cup final. Dominic Ducharme, they've removed the interim tag, got a three-year deal. Who didn't see that coming? That automatic. Yeah. So there's other news today. Nashville Predators goalie Pekka Rinne, the 2018 Vezina Trophy winner, is retiring after 15 seasons. The 38-year-old announced his decision this morning. He made his last start on May 10th in Nashville's regular season finale, a 5 nothing win over Carolina in which he tied Tom Barrasso for number 19 in NHL history with his 369th victory. Rene's been good. Oh, yeah. Um, the Minnesota Wild announced this morning that the team is buying out the final four years of Zach Parise and Ryan Suter's contracts, a stunning move early in the NHL offseason. Prize and Souter signed identical ninety-eight million dollar, thirteen-year contracts back on uh, back in twenty twelve, and now they'll go back into free agency together on July twenty eighth, my brother's birthday. Pete Alonso of the New York Mets has won the home run derby at Coors Field. He beat number six seed Trey Mancini of the Baltimore Orioles Monday night in the final for his second straight derby title. Uh, The annual All-Star game goes tonight, by the way, 5.30 p.m. Mountain first pitch. They say. Do you think it'll be right at 5.30? No. No, probably not. Cat Barber scored 20 of his 24 points in the second half and propelled the Guelph Nighthawks to their first victory of the season with a 90-87 win over the Ottawa Blackjacks Monday in Canadian Elite Basketball League play. Meanwhile, the Edmonton Stingers kept their undefeated season alive with a hot shooting second half to pull away from the Saskatchewan Rattlers by a score of 87-70 Monday night at the SaskTel Center in Saskatoon. Rattlers now 0-7. The Stingers 6-0. Did you hear... Uh, how many people were there? I didn't. Me either. I saw photos. It looked pretty good. Um, I would guess there was a few thousand in, in attendance. Can you, people in Saskatoon, tell us how many showed up for the game last night? There must be a sleep back there. Yeah. Turns out the Stanley Cup is going to Montreal after all, but it will return to the Tampa Bay Lightning's possession for an extended party. After the Lightning celebrated a second consecutive championship with another signature boat parade yesterday, hockey's holy grail needed to be sent north of the border for repairs. The bowl of the 128-year-old trophy was dented to the point it looked like a flat Stanley Cup. The sports update for the Tap, Brew House and Drive Through Liquor Store and for Red Bull Canada. Red Bull gives you wings. It's summertime. It's hockey players. Beer was involved. Stuff's going to happen. Yeah. How about I mean, that? this trophy's been through a lot. Wasn't it the penguins who left it on the side of the road? Uh, they left it, if, it was, put it in Mario's pool, I thought, and it got broken there. Yeah. I thought. Yeah. Like, stuff's going to happen. Stuff's going to get wrecked in the summertime with hockey players and beer. I'm surprised this is news.
3: I wonder what Phil Pritchard's doing during that moment.
2: <laughs> Phil Pritchard. Can you imagine the trauma? Let's get a live look, at, look in on Phil Pritchard and see how he's doing. And we had Craig Campbell writing in earlier from the Hockey Hall of Fame in Toronto. Craig, what are your thoughts on this? Can we get a statement? Yeah, I want to know, like, are you, do you get upset? It's like,
3: no, you got to take care. Or you're like, okay, this is the once or twice a year that this happens. Let's go get it
2: fixed. Is it a formality? Or are you like, yeah, yeah. So that's uh, the news that you can use. I'm sure, uh, I'm sure, that. well, I know, actually, this is the time of year that the CFL is saying to the NHL, could you just buzz off already? Could you just buzz off? Used to be that you'd have at least a month off, and there really isn't in the NHL. Maybe it's August. What did Drager say yesterday? He's going to take all of August off at his new cottage in Manitoba. But I see Wayne uh, in Victoria says, I think this CFL season is going to be a bit of an anomaly as they don't have a preseason, and I unfortunately expect many injuries. It'll be difficult to pick a great cup winner. I don't know. I'm sitting watching CFL training camps as much as I can going, hey, through three days without a COVID outbreak, not to mention a quarantine uh, session. So that's a win. Mm-hmm. Gregor made some good points there, though. It's like, are you really dialed into the ins and outs of what the CFL's doing right now on three days of training camp for an almost month-long training camp? Because I'm not. I got to say, I told you I was watching Sports Center this morning. Wonderful piece by Rod Smith on the Rough Riders. And he did a – I don't know if you saw it or not. But it was on the Core 4, and it was Fajardo, Shaq Evans, somebody else – and Micah Johnson. And I'm like, Micah Johnson's back with the Riders? What? I didn't know that. I know. How about that? How about that?
3: I know. You don't think about that. It has, But again, there's been a lack of coverage. Lack, not a lack of coverage of training camp, but a lack of, you know, the promotion throughout the pandemic, right? We haven't been talking about who's here and no. who's not. And, you know, that stuff hasn't been top of mind. And it's been two years since we've seen them on the field. So... It is a shock. It was
2: really wonderful watching the piece on Sports Center. I'm like, oh wow! It was about 15 minutes into Sports Center. I'm like, they're going to feature the riders, the Core Four: Fajardo, Shaq Evans, Micah Johnson, and I can't remember the fourth. William Powell? It wasn't Colonel Powell? Somebody tell me. Maybe they weren't watching it either. So, wasn't wasn't Ed Dan Danny? Clark? Wasn't Dan Clark? He wasn't Lebat? Because he's not playing. Might have been Kyran Moore. Might have been Swerve. So, yeah. (laughs) They need some more coverage, uh, but those training camps are closed and they're not live streaming in them because you know they would never do that. (laughs) You wouldn't want anybody to look at what they're doing. So, yeah, here we are, but just not totally down with what's going on with the CFL just yet. We'll talk about Andrew Harris. Apparently, he's mis- a missing practice again today. We'll talk about the news with Dom Ducharme today in Montreal. When we continue, viewer takeover next. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds full-service car wash at rodpeterson.com.
1: Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now back to your host, Rod Peterson.
2: Uh, Welcome back, everybody. It is Viewer Takeover, and I'm excited about it because we got some great comments here. Tim Hill's watching from Texarkana, United States of America. He says, I believe the CFL is going to be an exciting season across the board. Fans have been locked inside too long. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. There's no doubt about that at all. And Moose uh, has looked it up. He went to the big board. Oh, yeah. And found out who the core four are of the green and white, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Over to you, Moose. Uh, you had them with, with Fajardo, Shack, Evans. three of them. And
3: Micah Johnson. And you missed Nick Marshall. The Auburn star. Which I'm disappointed that we didn't see him last time out running the short yardage group in the red zone because he was so good at that. I hope they do that again. Yep. I mean, if you're going to have this six-foot, what is he, six, seven, 250-pound quarterback, Paxton Lynch, he could probably get you a yard, I'm sure, with that body, right? He's bigger than the defensive linemen he's going against, some of them. For sure. Um, But, uh, yeah, Nick Marshall, electrifying corner.
2: Just, I said this was going to be viewer takeover, so Kevin Olinick's watching on YouTube, and he says, hi, Darren, hi, Rod. What was the CFL players' vaccination policy? Was it mandatory or choice- It was the players' choice whether they wanted to get vaccinated or not. Because I saw the letter that went to the players that said, if you're vaccinated, this is how you can live. And if you're not vaccinated, this is how you're going to have to live. Right? Big difference. And we've had players in the building here that weren't vaccinated. So it was their choice. Uh, Terry Carrier writes in regarding the Tampa Bay Lightning denting the cup. He says, isn't there three Stanley Cups? First one's in a vault second one's in the Hall of Fame for fans, and one's for drunk hockey players. I think there's only two, the real one and the replica. Yeah, didn't, didn't, I'm pretty sure Phil Pritchard told us that. I'm
3: pretty sure when they're going out, it's the real Stanley Cup. Like, you don't put in all that effort and time to go out there and dance around and celebrate with the fake one,
2: right? Well, they're not getting the real one because it might get broken. Oh, you're for the celebration, it's the real one. I, I think. think so. Yeah. But yeah. then now, it's I, the fake no, one. No, I think it's the real one.
3: Does it bother you that it got bent by a bunch of no, drunk people? No, because that's the yeah. risk that you take. Yeah. And, like, I don't, I, I'm not sitting here winning, you know, going through this to win a Stanley Cup only to celebrate for the next year with the fake one. It's the point of hanging, that, hanging on that? It doesn't mean as much. The fake one's in the Hockey Hall of Fame for fans to take pictures
2: at. The well, fake boy, one you got it this. backwards. We have an unscheduled face-off here for the Mad Greek Restaurant and the uh, Ultimate Fan Zone Moose Jaw, which we're not even supposed to do today. But what the hey, it just came up. It's not about the trophy per se. It's about the party. You played, you play to win the game. That's right. And you party to be around your buds and have fun. What do you need the real trophy to party for? And throw from boat to boat to boat. It's not about the trophy. It's about the guys. Right.
3: But if you're going to take the trophy out, you've earned the right to have the real one out. The real one. I didn't... I'm not sitting with a fake Stanley Cup. You were... The whole point
2: of you can't lift it over your head. No, no, no. You're wrong. You get it for the trophy presentation, and then see you later, and here's, here's a replica for you. Like, the Lombardi trophy is different every year, as we all know. That's right. But there is only one every year. It is the real one. Yeah.
3: We got to... Like, I feel like this is... UFC, we've gone five rounds, and we got to go to the judges' scorecard here, like Phil Pritchard or Craig Campbell's got to come out and actually
2: declare a winner here. Um, from uh, I don't know why I just dropped in on the poll question here, just to update it before we break. If you could pick one quarterback, or who would you pick to be your quarterback to win one game? Our options were Zach Caleros, Bo Levi Mitchell, Michael Riley, or other. Who's leading now, Moose? Still Bo? Bo? but Mike Riley's moved up from, I think, fourth into second on Facebook ahead of Zach Caleros. Bo is still leading on Twitter as well. He's got 44% of the vote. We will carry that over into next hour. And there were people that said they didn't understand the question. I don't understand. Who would you pick to be your quarterback to win one game? You have a one-game showdown to win it all, and you can pick one guy, your choice. Who are you picking? I don't see what's difficult about that. And again, our reasoning, because it's so hard in the CFL West with five teams and there's only four options on your poll, right? Very hard. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's who we came up with, the last two Grey Cup winners and Mike Riley, a Hall of Famer. Um, 30 seconds, they tell me. Uh, Jordan Ewert watching on YouTube says, I think the Rough Riders are going to regret not drafting that Borsa kid from the University of Regina. Well, he's with Winnipeg now and the Riders had their chance. What more is there to say about that? We will continue all of this into hour two. Stick around. You're watching on Game Plus Television.
1: For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com.
0: Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app.